Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the OnLive podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, what do I need to know about life events, how to prepare, where can I get help, you're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way, and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. Hello and welcome to On Life with Helen. This is Helen Ornelas. Today, I am super excited to introduce you to Sam Siders from Siders Insurance Solutions. So Sam and I have known each other through uh, the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters. I was her executive director while she was president. And during that time, Sam took the leap to go out on her own. And she has such an amazing story. I want to share it with you. And the other thing that I want to share with you is how Sam is an amazing networker. Maybe she can kind of give us some tips and and how it's so natural for her. So Sam, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, excited to have you. So yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and where you are? And let's just kind of start with what was the catalyst to you going out on your own and getting started? Yeah, well, I think like many people, I never dreamed of being in insurance at all. (laughs) (laughs) But I did as a little girl, I think from the time I was maybe seven or eight years old, I did have a dream of owning my own business. So I happened to fall into the insurance industry when I was 23. And kind of learn the ropes. I didn't know the difference between an HMO and a PPO when I was hired, but started as an account manager at a carrier, moved into sales, loved sales, and then um, went from the carrier side to the general agent side. So a wholesaler in the insurance world. And then COVID hit. And apparently I thought that was the perfect time to start my own business. (laughs) There were some resources that opened up for me because of COVID. So I was Mm. able to tap into some financial resources without penalties um, to invest in my business. Oh, great. Yeah. So that was really a huge catalyst. And I did a lot of soul searching on why I wanted to own my own business. What did you come up with that you could share with us? Like, yeah, maybe share that process a little bit because people are always interested in all right, a lot of people think about going on their own, but what is the trigger that you say, okay, I'm just, I'm doing this? Yeah, well, I always knew I wanted to, and I, I just never knew why, you know? I And so I started doing a lot of soul searching in my mid to late 20s about why I wanted to do it. Was it ego? 
You know, is it, I like my face on the door, you know, <laughs> what was it? Do I want to be in control? I was called bossy a lot when I was oh, a little yeah. girl. Well, I hear you. Yeah. Right there with you. <laughs> I call them with my daughter. I call those leadership skills now. There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little bit different, but, um, but yeah, so I started really digging in and realizing that my purpose for existing was or is to help other people succeed. And so I kind of built this connection in my mind between, you know, the ultimate thing I could do is own a business and hire people and help them be as successful as they can possibly be. And that would be my ultimate success. That was what was so attractive to me. So it wasn't necessarily insurance. <laughs> right. It was you just know? a vehicle, right? To meet that goal or that yeah. passion of yours. Yeah. Yeah. And I've kind of created this, this secret sauce, if you will, in my mind of how we got to where we are right now. Because being the CEO of my own company at, you know, in my early 30s is a goal I always had. And I was able to accomplish it. And yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was really proud of that. So one of the things that I know about you, and I'm just always in awe is I know that you're a people person because we were just talking a little bit about that before, before the show. And that is uh, your networking skills. I mean, anytime I put an email or a text out, like, do you have this person and you're like the first one, you know, and your people are always like spot on. So I'm just curious. Is that natural? Is that something that you developed? Maybe you could share some of your your secret tips for that as well. Yeah, well, it's part of my secret sauce. So I say my secret sauce is to success really is people process and manifestations. So the latter two, you can't, you know, achieve anything if you don't believe that you can, like, you know, right? I mean, if you think that you can, or you think that you can't, you're right either way. (laughs) So manifestations is big. And then process, just trusting the process and going, creating that process and following through with it and all of that. But people I have found, especially when starting this business, that piece of it, I didn't actually realize how much of an impact the people piece of that equation would have on my success. And so I've always been a people person. I love connecting with people. Um, It's one of my ultimate strengths is that I am able to connect with people in a very authentic level very quickly. And I really, really love it. And especially once recognizing and being intentional about my purpose of helping other people be the best version of themselves, it started to shape all of my interactions with people in regards to how can I help them, right? And so I don't meet people thinking, what am I going to get from this, right? It's very much about how can I help the person who's sitting in front of me, which even translates now to my clients. You know, I have a lot of clients that will say, I'm not sure if I'll be the right fit for them. And I just reassure them that my job is only to leave you in a better place than when I met you. So if there's anything that I can do to help in your success, whether you choose me to work with you or not, that's all I'm here to try and accomplish. And it's very freeing, you know, when you're not trying to get something out of someone, people then kind of open up. And I found 
become kind of dedicated to your success then at that point. I've gotten so many connections and leads and, and support from people that I never would have thought like business would come from there or advice would come from over here. So do you feel that people are just a little bit more relaxed and maybe they even share a little bit more information with you because they're like, oh, she's sincerely interested in what I'm doing and what my problem is and how it can be solved. Yeah. And if you just come at it from the perspective too, you can truly learn something from every single person that you run across. That's a big opportunity as well, because people have so many different experiences and live different lives. and to learn about their perspective and what they've been through. I mean, I'm a big believer in having mentors and I have many, many of them. And it's one of those things where you can go to someone and kind of ask them formally or informally to be a mentor of yours. And you're genuinely there to learn from them. And I will tell you, I have never been in a situation where those people did not automatically become, you know, kind of dedicated to my success. You know, they really wanted me to succeed. I agree. I have done the same thing. Uh, And I will tell you, not only do you get mentors, but you get lifelong relationships a lot of the time. And it makes you, you know, when you go out on your own, you kind of can get in this solopreneur kind of mentality. And you're like, You almost get afraid to reach out sometimes when you have a problem, but when you get comfortable with mentors and whether it's just for one question, right, or you need them for a season or for years, those mentors are there for you and it really moves the process along really quickly. And it gives you a a sense of comfort that no matter what problem comes up or what you're trying to solve, you can kind of reach out and get somebody's opinion. Yeah. And I think that thing that people are nervous about is the rejection perhaps, right? Right. Not realizing how many people are so willing to help. Yes. People, you know, they've been, especially starting your own business, right? It is the most lonely experience or one of the (laughs) most lonely experiences I think I've ever had. And, you know, I have, I dreamed about owning my own business, but I've never actually done it before. So it has been a whirlwind of emotions and just constant, like drinking from a fire hose, you know? Yeah. It's so new. There's so many things to know and remember and to do, and you can always make improvements and so to have people that you can literally just call up and say, Hey, what CRM are you using? Like, what system are you using? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Have you heard of this company? I mean, when I was, you know, looking at different systems, I think I called five different people. Right. So do the same thing I do to get their perspective before I made a decision. There is the freedom to ask because we know a lot of people in the same industry and they don't feel threatened that you're going to take their clients by asking them what CRM system you're going to use or bookkeeping service do you use? What do you do about X, Y, and Z? So, yeah. I think that trust factor is so huge and it has to do with just being very authentic. And like I said, in the beginning, I tend to have, I think that's one of my biggest strengths is to be able to 
create trust between someone across the table from me very, very quickly. But as long as you're authentic and you're truly there to learn and better yourself and you have no (laughs) bad intentions, people can feel that kind of energy. You know, you don't have to sit there and tell them, I swear, I'm not going to take your clients. Please help me. (laughs) They can, you know, it's an energy thing. So if, as long as you're authentic and you're truly just looking for some help or answer to a question, I mean, I would say eight out of 10 people would be more than willing to help. Yeah. So you kind of touched on this one piece and we were chatting for a moment before we got started to actually recording the podcast here. And that is sometimes when you go and you start your own business, your tribe changes, some of the dynamics in your relationships change a little bit. And so there can be a little bit of isolation and loneliness. And and I would like you're willing to talk about that a little bit because I don't care what business you're starting, you're going out on your own for the first time. Uh, you are going to have this shift in dynamic with people and, and just in your business in general. So I thought we could just, you know, talk about that because I, I don't think people get to hear a lot about this part of being on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. I think people start their own businesses for so many different reasons. And I've talked to a lot of people who have started their own businesses and have heard all the different types of perspectives, right? And for me personally, I'm such a people person. If, If you or anyone who's listening knows anything about disc profiles, I'm a high I S. So I'm all people all the way. Nice. I is influencer. So it's right. Like, talks too much and <laughs> <laughs> kind of life of the party. I love being with. So people. you get charged by the energy so of being around energy. people and just really hearing their story that really fills your bucket, right? It does. Yeah. And so I remember I loved my job as a sales rep. I loved right. the actual job itself. And I would go out, I would do my three to four meetings that day. And I would be heading home full of energy, just so excited and going, wow, I get paid to make friends. Like that's how I felt every day. I get paid to make friends. This is really great. And so you may be thinking, well, why, why, (laughs) (laughs) why go solo? And right, right. All of that goes away to some extent. But the biggest thing that I really was so passionate about was to have a little more control over how to help people succeed and kind of changing the culture of how I wanted to see that through. And so being in the building stages of the company, my dream is to have this large sales team, mid-sized organization where, you know, I can, I have tons of people I can coach and mentor and connect with. Exciting. Yeah. But right now it's myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. My account manager, she is full time, but she works from home. So I don't right. see her all the time. And then I do have another part time office administrator who comes in twice a week. So the end of my week is really fun because I get to see her. Nice. But other than that, it is probably the last year and a half has been the loneliest I may have ever felt in my life. And I was saying this to someone recently. I went to a woman to do some energy work. And she goes, aren't you married? <laughs> well, here I'm lonely. And, but it's just different, you know, from yeah. going and connecting with people all day long 
to now a lot of our interactions are on Zoom even, you know, with my right. clients. And so what I have found in this journey of how to kind of navigate, okay, I can see the big dream and that feels amazing. I'm headed in the right direction. I know I am. But how do I kind of um, keep my sanity <laughs> in the building phase? Right. Yeah. And so I have been working really, really hard on just going within and trying to find that thing within myself that provides me with unconditional love and constant connection and all these things, which is a lot harder than I thought it would be. I think for a lot of driven, ambitious people, we fill our time and day with so many different things that I didn't realize how little time I just spent with myself. So now I found meditating is really helpful, which sounds very counterintuitive, sounds very isolating. <laughs> it's been very, very helpful, just 10 minutes a day. And then being intentional about connecting with your tribe. So my personal tribe, right. for example, I started yeah. scheduling Friday afternoon walks with my friends like every Friday. So that <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I mean, it doesn't even have to be work related, right? And I know that you have a couple young children, but you know, sometimes you need a, a break from mommy brain also, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I totally get that whole working by yourself type of thing. And I've had, like everyone else, I mean, I hear this all over the place that you just have to kind of develop those things that keep you connected to the world and make you not feel so isolated because, you know, prior to the pandemic, going out on your own and having that dynamic shift was lonely, but then you throw COVID now and people are working completely different. I mean, when I started, you know, I could probably meet with eight people a week, whether they were brokers or clients or whatever. But right now, like hardly anybody wants to still meet in person that much because they've gotten so used to not having to eat up their day with all the drive time and, and all the other things. And so the dynamic has just shifted in general, like you had stated earlier. Yeah. It's yeah. very different. Yeah. So share with me some of your successes that you've had since you've started your business and, and some of the things that you're really enjoying about being on your own now. Yeah. Gosh, some of our successes, we hit our first year revenue goal that we Sweet. were trying to nice. hit. Yes. Congrats. Um, that was, thank you. Really exciting. I think even a bigger success is that I survived <laughs> hitting right. that goal because right. that was, uh, <laughs> it was almost the death of me. <laughs> right, right. Which made me realize too that I had to make some shifts having two yeah. small children. You can't work like that forever. No, no, no. But it got us off the ground. And it was 12 months of my life that you'll I, never get back. <laughs> I'll never get back. And it's just a blur. I can't, right. you know? But that was a big success is kind of getting the company in a year's time frame to self-sustain. And so that was really awesome. Creating vehicles to help my employees. Now I'm really focusing on 
helping my and making sure my employees have all the tools that they need to be successful in their job. Right. And so kind of starting to build the team now, have a couple of people. That's the really, really fun part for me is to look at what are they passionate about? Are they in the right seats? Are they doing the right work? Right, right. You know, that gives them energy that they feel accomplished. And then am I giving them the right tools to get their job done and still be happy at the end of the day? And I've taken so much advice from so many of my colleagues that, you know, have already done this. It's just so, so, so helpful. And you kind of take their advice and then make it your own, absorb what applies to you and leave the rest. But that has been amazing. And then my my kids still like me. So that's good. <laughs> that was going to be <laughs> one of my, my questions towards the end. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and my husband. Yeah. I mean, he actually, I don't know. Apparently we are insane, but he started his own business. Uh, right. That's okay. Of last nice, year nice. as well. So having both of us starting our own businesses in the same year, it was, you would think it would, I would have thought it would have created more tension in the household than it actually. Right. So we oh, survived good. pretty well. Yeah. And then the kiddos are thriving. So I feel really, really good about that. But yeah. Do you find that your schedule is a little bit more flexible now, you know, that you're a business owner when you decide you want to go on vacation or take an extra day off or do something to attend to your, you know, kids' schools or needs or plays or whatever that you just do it. You don't have to ask anybody. You don't have to email somebody. You just like go ahead and move forward with it, right? Yeah, which is odd. Yeah. (laughs) You know, working for someone else forever, that was the part where I'm going, do I need to be logging how much vacation time I'm taking? Or, <laughs> But I think as long as you're still tracking your, I think for me, it's, or a lot of business owners, especially in those early years, there's so much pressure, you know, you feel like everything is on your shoulders right? of the success of the business. And so I've been working really, really hard to let some of that go to, right trust my staff to do the jobs that they're doing. And of course, have your, you know, checks and balances and that kind of thing to make sure everything's running smoothly, but to not micromanage and to not have to be involved in every little thing. Because as a business owner, I think it could go either way. You could either never take a vacation again (laughs) because you're involved in every little thing and I could easily catch myself doing that. Right. Or what I'm working on now is providing my staff with the right tools and trusting that. Right. You know, and I've noticed that they are insanely dedicated in that way because they know that I'm relying, trusting them. Right. Right. So it's kind of empowering that it's, in their hands, right? Because I'll be able to see, you know, later on through our tracking systems and everything, you know, what has gotten done and what hasn't and all of that. And they report all of those things to me. So it's really nice. You know, I can see they're really excited when they are able to report to me, hey, I had all these things to get done. I have these ones done. Here's the status on these. And I didn't have to micromanage any of that. Right. And I know. It frees up so much more time. 
I hear you. So I'm super old school. I've been around for a long time, right? And I've come from corporate America, as you have, where, you know, it can be a little bit of a grind, all the reporting, all the rules, um, all the ways that having an employee, you know, used to be, right? And I hired someone in January and, you know, I really went at it a completely different way. And, and, and it has to do with that trust, right? And I don't want to micromanage anybody. I, I do not want to be in that place. And so I've just come at it like get that person trained, give them the ability to learn and make the mistakes that they're going to make. And it's no big deal because everything can be fixed, right? Yeah. But also, the freedom to not have to ask for every little hour off or vacation. The person that's working for me right now, if she's got wrestling with a kid at two o'clock, she goes, if they're going on a long weekend, she just says, Hey, you know, I'm going to leave on Thursday. I'll be back on Monday. Perfect. You know what I mean? And I just think in today's world that, that families need to have that freedom And people, I think they're done with nine to five checking in, going into an office and all of that. So it sounds like as you're building out your midsize corporate office, your mindset is perfect and it's going to be super exciting. Thanks. Yeah, that's the part I'm really, really excited about. We just recently started um, kind of revamped our team meetings that we have on a weekly and then a monthly basis. And to be able to connect with the team, even though there's only three of us right now, right. it's just something about that. I think it really helps feed my lonely soul <laughs> at right. the moment. Yeah, where we're able to connect and sit down and just, you know, like our weekly meetings, they're on Friday mornings and we start out every weekly meeting talking about what each of us are going to do that weekend. Nice. And so it kind of, you know, creates this culture where, it's about the people, not about the company. Right. And like, we even track things. Like I, I actually got a, a lot of these ideas from our friend, Ned Shout. He, oh, he's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait great. to have him on the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's given me some great advice on, That's great. you know, kind of different things he tracks and everything with his team. And one of the things I really, really liked, which I think, I don't know, I didn't, mirror his exactly but so I don't know if they're exactly the same but around you know tracking things that help your staff be happy individuals not just a productive team player but to be a good happy healthy individual and so we incorporated like 20 minutes of reading a day a personal goal and a health goal, which I don't dictate, my team dictates. Right, right. And they can be as specific or vague about those goals as they want to, but they get points if they hit those every day. Wow. So the idea is if they're working towards their personal health, you know, and work goals all at the same time, they should all align. Their work schedule should align with their personal goals and everything that they want to do in their life. So if those are all meshing, they're able to like continue accomplishing those. They're going to be happier. They're going to be in a better mindset. And at the end of the day, they'll be more productive, right? And happier with their job too. So that's been really fun is to look at how can I help my team just enjoy their lives even more? Ah. 
It sounds amazing. I'd come for work with you. <laughs> <laughs> come on over, Helen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, maybe share with me in as we kind of wrap things up a little bit, where do you see yourself in five years from now? Like what's your goal and how do you think you're going to kind of pace yourself and get yourself there? Because yeah. I, I will tell you, I'm excited to watch you grow and succeed because I, I just think you're amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, I would love to have a salesperson on the team. And really, that's a goal of ours early next year is to spend some time finding the right person to add to the team. So five years from now, I would expect to have at least two salespeople besides me. So two to three. And then definitely adding on some more support staff to go with it as well, which is really exciting. The thought yeah. of the team growing and just continue to focus on connections and helping people. All of our business comes in by referral. And I'll tell you, a lot of those referrals come from people in our industry. Wow. And it's people that I've met over the years that, you know, maybe a client isn't a fit for them or... Right a segment of clients isn't necessarily a fit for their business, but we've gained this connection over the years and they like what our team has to offer. And so I expect to have a lot of those types of partners in the next five years as well and continue growing on a referral only basis. Wow. That's fantastic. You know, you bring up a really good point. I know that we both have been involved with the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters. And now you're participating, I think, at the state level right now as well, correct? Yes. Yeah. And I will say I also, the success of my business has also been with a lot of relationships that I've made in participating in the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters and um, so grateful for them. You may not be able to partner up with everybody, but when you can provide a niche right? They can't fill, but you can be the resource to still make them look like a winner in referring you. That's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the relationships that I have built through Sahu and now KHIP is I would not be where I am in this industry and in my right. career if I hadn't. Serena Jensen is, is the yes. person who had kind of introduced the association to me. And I'm so forever grateful because I was able to meet so many people. And when you're put in a position to volunteer with someone to work alongside someone, I wouldn't have the relationships I have with them being a carrier rep going into their office, you know, right. trying to sell them something, right? <laughs> in relation to sitting alongside of them and working on a group effort all together. It was a game changer. So I would say anyone in our industry who is remotely interested in leadership or mentorship or just getting more involved, wanting to be a part of something, I think that their local chapter or a state chapter would be the first place to go. I agree. I know I'm attending the Women's Summit. I know it's got a different name now in March, because now I'm, I have more freedom to do that. But do you know the name of that, the actual name of that event now? I think it's changed. I think it's um, Elevate Women's Leadership Summit. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So 
I, that's another exciting mentorship way and to feel connected, to find mentors. But I understand now that they are going to be taking some of their proceeds to specifically mentor women in this industry and help to have interns and some other things, which I think is super, super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to see you there, right? You'll see me and my whole team. Yep. Yeah. My staff with me this year too. So yeah, I'm going to bring my gal, uh, Jackie as well. I can't wait to see everybody there. I think this year is going to be just massive. I think so too. I yeah. mean, I, I had gone to the last two events right. and both times you leave with a sense of connection that I didn't even know was possible, you know, nice. at, at a big conference like that. Right, right. So it was really amazing. I'm excited to see you there. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm so excited to be there. So Sam, do you have anything else that you would like to share with our audience today about either you or your business or what sets you apart and why people should connect with you? If anyone wants to chat about kind of my secret sauce, like I said, people process and manifestations, happy to chat about that. It's my favorite thing to talk about, actually. But so what I'd like to leave everyone with is to just continue dreaming big every day and believe in yourself and then write out the steps it's going to take for you to get there, follow those steps, and then allow people to help you throughout the process. and. You never know where your next referral is coming from. So treat everyone with kindness and grace and with a willingness to learn and to help. And I think that will help you to create lasting connections. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sam. Uh, This has been really, really exciting. And we'll have you on the show again to kind of hear about your progress and give us a few more tips on networking. So. Thanks, Sam Siders from Siders Insurance Solutions. You will have all of her contact information available where this podcast is posted. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Helen. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated, and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly, Helen at OrnellosInsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S Insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond. beyond.